Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's Bud Pod 69. At last, we're here. 69 and feeling fine. Mm-mm-mm. A little bit for you, a little bit for me. The rudest number. Um, how are you doing, Phil? Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad we uh, have got to episode 69 and we can finally stop the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We can finally change the logo to one of our heads facing the other one the other way around. Um, <laughs> and retroactively oh, yeah, replace right. every episode with the birdie song. So our logo will become like a playing card. A royal, you know, with like the, well, the royal heads that on the either way you turn it around. You've got oh, a I head see. Pointing upwards. Yes, like a like a jack. That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, following absolutely. on from following on from last week's discussion about cowgirl riding rabbits, now I'm just thinking about two monkeys sixty nine ing. Yes. Well. Oh God. Yeah. Did you see that picture? By the way, someone tweeted us of a of a monkeys banging like missionary style. Yeah, I saw that, and I think that's why the monkey sixty nine ing is in my head now. Because <laughs> some some absolute. Bastard has tweeted us with a picture of two monkeys doing it missionary, and I feel sick. <laughs> it really is like, but it's it's not just missionary, is it? One of the lady monkeys like across the lap of the other monkey who's standing, like it's a it's a powerful. And they're stance. like they're maintaining eye contact, and they're ugh, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I, isn't that a thing with, with monkeys? Like, eye contact is like a threat? <laughs> Do you think it's more fraught for them? Maybe. Um, Maybe. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't have expected that from monkeys, and I think that maybe it's, it's a sign that they... Do you think they learned it from watching us? Do you think it's a Planet of the Apes thing? Well, I, you know, I know, I've always said this. Um, young monkeys are just watching too much porn right now. <laughs> Internet porn has really, really damaged the, the, the monkey sexual psyche. You know, they don't know what normal monkey sex is like anymore. No, they don't. They don't. Because they, they, they go on the internet and they see all these, all these <laughs> monkeys doing it missionary. And, and they think that's normal. But of course it isn't. That's not what real monkey relationships are like. No, they, it's a shame. It, it's a shame to see that, you know, to see the effects in the real world like that. Young monkeys will see pictures like that and they'll think that that's a normal way for monkeys to, to bang. And it's just, it's not. It's not. It's, uh, it's, it's something yeah. that monkeys had to invent when they became jaded. With just, you know, traditional monkey values like... Um, fucking a close relative after you've both found some fruit you didn't know was there. Yes. Yeah, good traditional monkey family values. That's right, monkey family but values. Monkeys have always been presented with unrealistic expectations of monkeys. It's only a couple of decades ago when you know, young monkeys would walk around covering their eyes, ears, and mouth because you know they'd seen that in in all these pictures of monkeys and they were just they were walking off cliffs they were getting eaten by predators they didn't hear coming they were mumbling they were mumbling and it's like we have to give young monkeys healthy healthy um examples in the public eye yeah Yeah. healthy role models good role models and you know what no more king kong yeah it's not realistic oh my god we are still undoing the damage that King Kong did on monkey identity. You'll talk to young monkeys and they'll say, I feel like I should be climbing a skyscraper with a whole lady in my fist. 
A whole lady. A whole lady in just my giant fist. And you have to sit them down and say, look, it's about achievable goals. Steal a camera from a tourist. Eat a peanut, you know. <laughs> Become Uncle Fatty. Look at Uncle Fatty. Yeah. He, he literally made a name for himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then he made diabetes and then he disappeared. Um, have you seen any other animals having sex? Uh, I, I've, I've, I've been hearing foxes <laughs> having sex because I've been living, uh, 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 I've lived in South, say, South London for a bit. Yeah. And, and it's true. You don't really get them in, in North London or at least not near uh, as close a center as I live. Mm. But in Southern London, there were, there were, there was monkey, uh, monkeys. There were, imagine there were monkeys outside. There were foxes outside. Just going. Are you sure it wasn't modems having sex? <laughs> They're too old to have sex now, modems, surely. Uh, I think you know, once a year on the anniversary, a modem will will <laughs> remember the good old days. Maybe. So wait, I, I've actually I've heard foxes screaming, but I've never like I've never. Yeah, screaming. I, but isn't it all? But don't don't they only don't they scream when they're having sex? I don't, what reason I, does a fox have to scream otherwise? I don't know. Ah, why why am I in a city? <laughs> ah! It's because look. What is this? Ah! Yeah. they're screaming because they've loose? got inner city blues, <laughs> and it makes them want to holler. You know, they just go. Ah, the commute is too long. Ah! There's no sense of community. Ah. Why don't we talk to each other anymore? Yeah, exactly. They're, I don't even know my neighbor's name. <laughs> Every fox is having a, a kind of a meltdown that in my head, that's the kind of meltdown people have in an American 80s film about a guy in an office. You know, like the main character goes on a big spiritual rant. Like oh, newsroom. yeah. They're all oh, Jerry Maguire. All yeah. foxes are Jerry Maguire, is what you're saying. Yeah, they always have like big ties, and they're always going, "God damn it! What what's happened to this country?" They're always the the rant. That's is that from Newsroom? Am I? Th what am I? Th wasn't it Newsroom? The guy, the guy with the I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Isn't Newsroom the series? The newsroom? Oh, maybe it is the series. What's a film called? It's amazing that film. I can never remember what it's called. Oh, Network. Network. I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. It's amazing though. It's a really good movie. It's quite Shakespearean in its script. It's so beautifully written. Yeah, there's not often that you can watch something from any era apart from Shakespeare's and think that. Yeah. If it's from Shakespeare's era, I'd say there's a one in three chance that you'll you'll find it's um, almost certainly Shakespearean. You can, although like some of his plays are like pretty garbage, so... Even some of Shakespeare doesn't really is not really Shakespearean. Yeah, and, and it's. Always, I remember when I first found out that even if you go see a Shakespeare play by like the RSC or something, it a, lo a lot of them are still edited down. Right, right, right. Like if you if you find like an original version of 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 a lot of Shakespeare plays, there's like a whole character that were like a really long irrelevant scene where they just chat or say hey diddle diddle or whatever the fuck and they're ever like <laughs> it's like even shakespeare scholars are like yeah we could we could <laughs> we could we could cut that <laughs> that was the it's interval like, where um, they would go and throw nuts at a bear or whatever we can cut that right right <laughs> um it's like in uh lord of the rings what's that fucking guy who was cut out Bombadillo, what's his name? The sort of oh, forest, Tom, uh, Tom, Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil, fucking hell! I read that about when I was re I, re I read a bit of that book and I read got to Tom Bombadil and I went fuck this. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Who's Tom? Who's that? Is it their uncle? Who is he? <laughs> well, when he comes out, oh hello, he's like a sort of <laughs> Merry Christmas Rainbow Man. Yeah, he's like the ghost of ghost of Christmas present or something. Is it? He's um, isn't he, what is he supposed to be? Some kind of like elemental force or something? Yeah, that's right. He's, he's something like made of... flesh or like he's like Gandalf. He's one of the same like gods or something. 
Yeah, he's sort of quite silly. I, I love The Hobbit and I tried to read Lord of the Rings too young. And it's the Council of Elrond scene, which in the movies is fairly long, but not too long, where they go, oh, you, one does not simply ride into Mordor or whatever. Yeah. But in the book, it's like the minutes of an actual council meeting, from what I can remember. I think that's as far as I got as well. I just thought, what? Just what are you all talking about? Yeah, because like, I I used to be like a voracious consumer of fantasy literature. Like you name it, I was I was I was up for it. And then I got very, very tired of it because I'd have to, like, assemble this whole world before I could start the reading. Mm. And so mm. Lord of the Rings is the hardest one for that because during that meeting, they're like, but what of the Gronkles of Mazaroth? Do they ride to the peak of... And you sort of want to say, look, I don't have anything invested in Mazaroth. Yeah. In, in fact, I'll be honest, it's the first time hearing of it. And it's always... The, the Mazaroth storyline always ultimately comes to the most meaningless detail in the, in the current story. And so you'll go, you'll go on this 10-page, you know, epic history on Mozoroth, and, yeah. and then the elf will go at the end, and that is why this particular chair is blue. And you go, what? It's all for that? Yeah. And like, the thing is, is that I have a lot of patience for that when it's real history. So, for example... If you, instead of like the fucking Council of Elrond, if it was like, no, this is like a, a dramatized version of the negotiations to say, end the Vietnam War. And it has all like Nixon scheming and things like that. Then it's like, oh my God, the stakes are so high. Whereas if I had to like, if I'd never heard of America or Vietnam or Nixon or Earth or, you know, mm -hmm. the amount of input mm. it requires to get, to get, to really get into it. Uh, yeah, and that, that's why I, I I find it hard getting on board with sci-fi and fantasy, because they'll go, Bazalathor destroyed the people of Blarnd, <laughs> and and you go, okay, what was the culture of Blarnd like? Were they all were they all misogynists? Like, should I should I be upset that they're gone, or should I be happy? Like, was it a culture worth preserving? Or are they just are they just flies? Yeah, are they just horrible little flies? Like. Like those weird, like okay. we've, I think we've discussed this before, but in the in the superhero movies where like a portal opens and loads of like robot wasps fly out, and you think, well, what? Who, <laughs> who's organised this? What is, yeah, what what is like, what is a normal day there? What is a day <laughs> when they aren't invading the world? Like, are they just going around shopping? What what are these bees doing? Who who flew to the bee planet and went? Right, we're going to invade another planet. You've not heard of it. Don't worry. There'll be a portal. Anyway, get ready, though, and really, like, rush through. And really want to, for some reason. It's like in, in Avengers, when... The first Avengers movie, where the portal opens and all the bug aliens come down. They're like, ah! And you think, well, what were they doing? What were they like before this movie started? Were they just... <laughs> were they just, like, going to the cinema in Bugland, going, ah! This is a good film! Ah! <laughs> Or do they have like a rich culture of tapestries and things? <laughs> like he's like, yeah, and, and like, and movements of music and like yeah. genres of music that have changed over the centuries and nursery rhymes. And yes, exactly. Yeah. And you sort of go, oh, well, but if you see their operas, then you'll understand the soul of the screaming bug man. <laughs> <laughs> of course what most of all all most of us see of the screaming bug men are the screams and the destruction but there's a lot of culture behind the screaming bug men it's like how people um especially you know the, from my context with the degree i did it's how people talk about vikings now where mm. all the viking historical stuff you'll see is but they weren't all just about raiding they they had uh, <laughs> uh they were traders and builders and they were finely woven garments and like it's it's true you do have to like try and teach people that first of all that viking isn't an ethnicity it's a it's a word that means like pirate it's norse and secondly that they were also just another you know place with people gradually trying to figure out how to farm better yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um all right let's do, should we start off so we get going with some of these uh he -mails? Correspondence special. Ring letters, emails, emails, phone calls, your sister, 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 your
Correspondence. Correspondence. Yes. Thank you for bearing with us. Uh, today is the day, I, I reckon, that we finally get to the bottom of the mailbag. Let's do it. Let's do our best. Joe gets in touch. Joe, don't be slow. Tell us hey. quick Ooh. about your um, uh, prick dick. <laughs> it says, hey, P-Buds. Working from home today, I used the magnifying glass on my Swiss army knife for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> See? Lockdown hasn't been all bad. Wow. <laughs> I've had the knife for 15 years. <laughs> oh, he's one of those. He's a real particular kind of guy who, who who always has a Swiss army knife on him. Yes, it's it's... There's three types of person. The guy who always has a Swiss Army knife on them, the guy who's got one at home somewhere, and the one who's never owned one. Switzerland has such a confusing cultural output. Chocolates, clocks, banking, and a knife that can do anything. And uh, melted cheese pots. Of course, of course. And a little <laughs> tool that has all the little bits that do all the little things. You've got a, fond- you've got a fondue screw on it. You've got a banking blade. Uh, you've got a chocolate fork. <laughs> and you have, of course, a clock knife. <laughs> For carving clocks. <laughs> um, maybe the knife has to be so multifaceted because all the rest of their cultural output is so varied and strange. Yeah, that's right. Um So he says, uh, it felt pretty cool to me, and then I realized that being excited about utilizing your Swiss Army knife attachments is textbook uncool. Yes. Just uncool, not not even coolest uncool. Um, I think he's, the the title of his email is coolest uncool thing, so I think he is. uh, Okay. It's a candidate. I think it's uncoolest cool thing, because it's cool to have a fun, cool, neat gadget on you, but it's uncool if it's a bit, if it's too practical. Spoken like a true Batman fan. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I agree, Joe. Now you just need to find a horse with a little stone in its hoof. What is a Swiss Army knife if not a utility belt for dads? Right? It's true. Bat dad. Bat dad. Yeah, or dad bat. If you're from Has Wuhan. Just... Ooh. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I know. You uh, see there's a new virus from pigs. Yes, a new potential pandemic pig virus. <laughs> Lockdown yeah. 2. Lockdown 2. <laughs> Maybe we make them fight like Alien versus Predator. Yeah, Godzilla and Mothra. Yeah, COVID versus pig flu. That'd be fun. Yes, bats v pigs. But unfortunately the battlefield is our bodies. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Um... Liam gets uh, in touch again. Did did Joe not say what he used the magnifying glass for? He didn't. Ah, but he said it was while guess. Wo- he said it was while working from home. So what could that be? Like trying to examine. I a, mean, that is an ancient document. <laughs> Do you think he works maybe, from home um, as, in, as... Ins- inspecting a jewel? <laughs> it's real. My God, it's real. Dear bad pod. <laughs> Do you think he was working from home as the main character in a Dan Brown novel? <laughs> Looking for a little clue in a piece of art. Uh, yeah, so Liam is back in touch. Liam, did you see him? Nice. Uh, the title of his email is The John Wayne. Okay. Mm, interesting. He says, hello, butt plops. <laughs> Hello. And fair enough. I hope you're both well. Thank you for the continued service to the God of Two Cheeks. <laughs> this is very good, yeah. <laughs> May the he or cheeks. she always part above <laughs> us. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> very funny. Uh Liam here, teller of Doctor Duck Tales. Ah, Doctor Duck. I yes. remember Doctor Duck. And the Corridor of Musty Farts. Oh man, yeah, a regular um, raconteur. Yes, our Homer, Liam. Yes, a plopacy. The pl- this is Bud Pod's oral tradition. Yeah, yes, as we all remember, the man who made the duck walk happen with his bollies hanging 
and the <laughs> corridor that led to the only toilet in a shared workspace so people were naturally releasing little farts as they went to go do a poo in their one toilet. Historians actually believe that Liam wasn't one person, but um, a, f- a few different people. <laughs> in fact, some scholars even speculate that Liam may have been a title for a sort of poet. <laughs> Um, yes. Uh, also, um, uh, update on the duck waddle. Okay. Um, I think we maybe clarified it the other day, but it is a standard, um, it's a standard uh, thing to test out, um, something to do with your, like, interstitial muscles. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. It's um, a good way to poo. It's a good pooing position, of, after all, as we discussed last week. Yeah, it does. It does have some sort of health indicative thing. They made my dad do it when he was conscripted into the air force. It was part of an air force medical. Hmm. So there's a, a rich history to Liam's experience, but the Very pictures rich. of ducks on the wall made it. Anyway, can you do the Chinese squat, Pierre? What's that? It's when you um, squat on both legs, keeping both feet flat on the ground without falling over. Oh yeah, so I can your, sit not like on that. Your toes. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I can sit like that. I I call that the, good. that's like how when you in in Africa sometimes or like in footage of Africa, I should say, where you see people like waiting for the bus, mm. S- sitting on your haunches, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah, oh, but, I can do that. Yeah, that. but I'm yeah. I'm like the only white person I know who can do that. Interesting. I think you have to have some experience in a country without enough chairs. That's that's <laughs> yes, that's yes. the origin of these. Of that position, right? Because, like, in China, it's like, oh, God, there are a lot of people. Every- <laughs> there aren't enough chairs. We'll just we have can't to- ever have enough chairs. On- <laughs> Look at these guys. <laughs> I'll just have to sit on my own legs. Do you think what that's what that border dispute between China and India was? <laughs> <laughs> musical yeah, chairs it, gone wrong. It was a game of musical chairs that got way out of hand. Yeah. Do you know, they had to fight unarmed because it's y- yeah. a tradition that they, they aren't armed on that border. They they agreed they agreed it they agreed it a few decades ago to try and make it less likely to escalate, but that didn't work. Well, it did. Imagine how much worse it would have been if they had guns. I guess so, but I'd rather be shot at than hit with a club of spikes. I think. Yeah, and and kicked off a cliff like uh, Jesus geez. Christ. Like anyway, so three hundred. <laughs> yeah. So Liam, right? This is his tale. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. It was just another day, he says. I had awoken and arisen from my bed with not many incidents of note. I brushed my teeth with a couple of... Oh, right. Uh, he's saying, um, I brushed my teeth with a couple of unintrusive guffs. But I don't mean... Ooh. I don't think he means he cleans he cleans his teeth with farts. Yeah, because that's quite a impressive bit of gymnastics. Like what air blasting. Guffs? Oh, okay. Um, I brushed my what? teeth with a couple of unintrusive guffs as the last of the night's air took leave of my body. So he's farting while he's brushing his teeth. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, the the farts are happening alongside the brushing of the teeth, but they aren't brushing the teeth themselves. Yes, yeah. Okay. Although that is how it reads. And Liam, do let us know if you can fart so powerfully that the fart curls around and cleans your teeth for you. Yeah. Like a benign spirit. Um, he says, my gut felt good. There was no sign of impending rump jam that might delay my departure for work. Jesus. And so I set off in good spirits. In fact, much of the day passed without note. Until after lunch, when a hot hand pressed at my back hatch. Wow. Beautiful. What? The- he shot himself. No, well, I just I was pausing there to enjoy the lyricism. A hot hand. When a hot hand pressed at my back hatch, letting me know in no uncertain terms that my sloppy joes were eager to disembark. Oh, I see. It's from the inside. Okay, okay. Yeah. A hot hand pressed at my back hatch. It's a perfect description. It is good. It is good. (laughs) But there was no rush. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was the gentle nod I had received. And so I made my way to the toilets. In fact, once my cheeks were pressed on the ivory throne, I was quite frustrated with the effort required to coax the fellows out. At times, it seemed like I was heaving dry grass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it took such time that my mind began to wander. 
I listened to the comings and goings of the footfall outside the toilet. Both the ladies' room and the small kitchen were outside. There was frequent loud door banging mixed with mundane conversation. In the men's bathroom... Ah, the sound was... of the city. Yes, the sound of the city. Beep, beep. Um, in the men's bathroom, I was alone initially, but then another gentleman entered. Mm. He occupied the toilet beside me and my heart sank. A I... challenger has arrived. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. I caught a glimpse of his shoes, paired with a recognizable cough as he unbuckled. <laughs> this was my line manager. Ah. Uh. I knew his shoes and I knew his mannerisms. And now every bottom squirt he strained out was paired in my mind with his face. <laughs> Respect for the man was being stripped away, puffed by guff. He's only human. He's only human like the rest of us, Liam. An astonishing moment was a particularly loud strain, followed by silence, and then the sound of a cork popping. Wow. wow. Was he celebrating it? <laughs> On his own. An another successful <laughs> shit. <laughs> like a Formula One driver just spraying himself on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after some time, I was relieved to hear the dragging of paper on ass. As he padded the stragglers off his backside. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. Before grunting his trousers up. This is good. I like that. Grunting oh. his trousers up. He battered open the cubicle before washing his hands, the bang of a door, and he was gone. <laughs> I can really hear all that. That's very good. Uh, very good environment painting there. There's a type very of person who does painting. just. Yeah, there's a type of person who does just explode out of a bathroom cubicle. <laughs> like a like a dog in a race. I sn I sneak out like, like I've just stolen something from the toilet. I'm I'm so quiet. I'm like sorry. <laughs> then you hold your jacket open and you say, "You kids want to buy some poos." <laughs> You leave the toilet like when uh, they're sneaking around in Scooby-Doo on tippy-toes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and he was gone. I was alone, he says. Uh, alone and finished, I grabbed some toilet paper to begin my own crack trawling, but to my shock, after one wipe, it was clear that what I had assumed to be a dry run was, in fact, a rather boggy affair. Oh. The tissue was wet through, and as I clutched for more sheets, I made a heart-sinking discovery. Through. Wet through. Yeah. I had made a rookie mistake. There was no toilet roll left. Oh, fuck. I hadn't done a pre-check, and now my ass was like a runny nose. It's really amazing that humanity has not found a solution to this yet. We have been shitting for centuries now, and we've still not figured it out. No. We, we haven't perfected our art. So, so what's he done? I bet he, he wiped says, it with the roll. He says, I didn't have much choice. I was alone in the toilet, but someone could come in at any moment. Outside my cubicle to the right were the sinks, the hand dryers, and the door. Oh, to no. the left were all the other cubicles. Yep. I just needed to get out, hang a sharp left into the next cubicle, <laughs> and complete my <laughs> business. <laughs> yep. I yeah, stood up. Seems doable. Yeah. I s clear mission statement. Achievable goals. <laughs> I stood up. As air hit my muddy rump, mm. I knew I had to avoid closing my cheeks. It would Why? result, he says, in an ink blot of terrifying proportion. On your own cheeks. I think he doesn't want to create a um, hands rubbing together scenario. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't want to Mr. Burns his uh, bum Right, right uh, I'm getting tense Yeah So with my trousers at my ankles Yep I unlocked the door and swung it open Liam's always waddling, isn't it? Whether it's at the behest of a doctor Or his own <laughs> Muddy tragedy He's always waddling Boy, you're a born waddler <laughs> 
You are going to spend your whole life waddling. Um, so uh, with my trousers around my ankles, he says, I unlocked the door and I swung it open. I bent down to grip my trousers, which were at my knees. Mm-hmm. I then very quickly, and here's the word, Phil, waddled out of the cubicle. There you go. Our old friend, the waddle. Imagine John Wayne crossed with the soldiers from Toy Story. <laughs> very good. I had a moment of utter dread when I was out of my cubicle, but not in the next one. And I was very aware that my mucky ass was gaping at the toilet's main door. <laughs> Presenting. Yes, but I shuffled like a man under fire. (laughs) And I made it into the cubicle. Oh, good. I slumped down, glanced at the abundance of toilet paper, and sighed a deep sigh of relief. (laughs) And she starts crying, like the end of Captain... (laughs) um, What's it? Captain what? What's it? Captain... uh, The one about the... Tom Hanks. Captain Phillips? uh, Captain Phillips, and at the end he's just... (laughs) That's that's Liam on the second toilet. (laughs) So, yeah. He says, I slumped down, glanced at the abundance of toilet paper, and sighed a deep sigh of relief. But, Phil... It is his butt. But then, my eyes fucking left their sockets when... (laughs) The hand dryer started. Oh... So there's a ghost. My line manager never left. <gasps> oh. So he, so Liam didn't even bother to have a look to see if anyone was to his right when he came out. He just rushed it because he thought he heard the banging. And he says, I must have heard the kitchen or ladies room door and assumed it was oh. the men's. Lovely bit of uh, setup there from Liam to tell us about those, those, um, those noises. Yeah. Early on. There's a Chekhov's gun that has come back now. And is Chekhov's bum. Chekhov's bum. Well done, Liam, for that bit of info. using Chekhov's bum. It's flown back and it's hit us in the face. Very good. Good writing, that. So he says, my line manager never left. I must have heard the kitchen or ladies' room door and assumed it was the men's. I can only assume he had been preening over his hair in the mirror. The shock rocked me back. It took me some time to really comprehend the possibility that he had been flicking his hair and then heard a door turned to see me waddle out of a cubicle, clearly display my sodden crack, and disappear into another cubicle. My sodden crack. It's really amazing how many synonyms Liam is finding for a pooey bum. He's nailing it. Uh, The incident was never mentioned. To this day, I don't know what he saw, but I forever feel naked in his presence. With love, Liam. (laughs) That's quite sweet. I always feel naked in his presence. Yeah, that is... Maybe that leads to... That could lead to quite a nice atmosphere in the office if you just if it if you both felt it gave you greater freedom to be yourself. That's right. You're probably closer than ever now. Yeah. He's not just your line manager now. He's your line friend. <laughs> He's your slime manager. <laughs> um, thank you, Liam, for another waddling story. Thank Can't you. Can't wait to see where you've waddled next week. Thank you, Wad Liam. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards.
Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Andrew gets in touch. Quick one. Andrew, my Andrew. He says, hi, PNP. Uh, I started listening a, a, a couple of weeks ago, and thanks to this lockdown, I'm almost up to date. 45-ish glorious hours of poo. Wow, that's pretty good going, 45. Wow, yeah. God, you must be going insane. Yeah. You must be losing your mind, Andrew. Our voices must be the soundtrack to an absolute horror show for you. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, and Andrew has sent us some, uh, some tat he found. Oh, great. And it says, uh, it's, basic, it's not really so much tat as like an Instagram uh, image post. It's like a text image post. Oh, yeah. So it's basically yeah, just a horrible. white background with, with black text on it. Horrible. They're often yep. the worst. Because you says, don't even uh, have to commit to getting <laughs> materials. Yes, yeah, not even on your wall. Yeah. It's digital tat. It's digitat. Digitat. Digitat and digital tat. <laughs> digitat. Digital uh, uh, tchotchkes. Digital what? Uh, a tchotchke is like a souvenir. Tchotchke? I never heard that. Tchotchke, it's, I think it's Yiddish or... Hebrew. I think it's Yiddish. I only learnt it from watching American television. I think it's uh-huh. um, I think it's Yiddish. Anyway, here's the tat fill. It's, yeah. it's a classic. I'm done with my 90 day trial of 2020. How do I cancel uh, my membership? Uh, <laughs> no. No. The answer to that is to kill yourself, isn't it, really? Oh, God. Yeah. In the, ab- in the absence of a time machine. Like, maybe it's a cry for help. How do I cancel my membership of, of time? Gosh. Become a quantum particle, am I right? I don't know if I'm right. I don't understand quantum. <laughs> mm. uh, Pretty bad. The, Pretty the, bad the, stuff. The, 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 the action of observing tat changes the, the tat itself. Yeah. <laughs> That's quantum tat. Any poster with writing on in a room is in a superposition of tat and non-tat until you read it. <laughs> Schrodinger's tat. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. I'm loath to bring up Schrodinger as it's sort of the... It's, it's, it's like a hack science reference at this point, but the pun was too good to, to, to let pass, I'm afraid. I, th- I think the the I think in the context of a quantum superposition, it's actually one of the rare correct uses of the Schrodinger meme. That's right. That's right. Um, but yes, I uh, every joke on the internet is either a misuse of the Schrodinger's cat uh, thing, or oh, uh, T Rexes have small arms. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much it. And uh, oh, uh, Florence gets in touch. Florence, give us Morance. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is, the email is entitled The Scaffolding Sex Pest Theory. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yes, because pretty... this is a theory we coined. That just being near scaffolding makes you a bit of a sex pest. Oh, yes, of because, course. Because I was um, sex pested by a man who said he was a builder. Who licked yes. his lips at me across the street. Something about scaffolding. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Florence says, Hello there, the two poops. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> That's a play on the two popes. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, I was so happy good. to accept it at face value. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, two poops, fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much your mind has turned to mush. At this point. Yep, yeah, two poops. Okay, it makes sense. I'm, I'm more porridge than man right now. I like the two poops. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, the two poops. Uh, in these isolation times, we're all firming at the mouth for entertainment, and your shining pot has always been my go-to. Oh, bless you. Uh, Thank already you. a founding farter. Yep. I've, been, I've begun listening back to every episode right from the start. Wow. Yeah. So, so what... Oh wow! So she's done. So she's been a founding father and yeah. been a pistorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The double. Wow. The double. Amazing. 
She, she says, do I get a laminated certificate for this? Possibly, if we can be bothered to set up some sort of <laughs> object delivery service or merch website. Um, I had just we'll, listened we'll to We'll also need your metadata to prove your claim. Ooh, yes, we could, uh, we could be like a Chinese app. We could just take all your metadata. Yeah, that's right. We could go to a big advertising company. Hey, you want to sell your products to people who laugh at poo? Well, we're the only game in town. Uh, so she says, I just listened to the story of Phil getting kissed at by a Polish man in episode five. Mm. Um, when he questions whether all construction workers are sex pests, when I remembered a short but vexing tale of my own. Okay. I was that's, walking that's into serious. university one day wearing a rather fetching pair of red-heeled boots. Lovely. Mm. Very nice. And on one street I usually walk down, there was a newly scaffolding-covered building. Uh-oh. Mm. As a woman of 20, I instantly became more self-conscious at the thought of the hard-hat gaze. Well, it's not the gaze you have to worry about, it's the straights. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Uh, but what happened has me scratching my head to this day. The moment mm -hmm. I walked past the structure, I heard a man shout... <laughs> The moment I walked past the structure, I heard a man shout, Red shoes! Pussy muncher! <laughs> Red shoes, pussy muncher. And uh, Florence has written this quite well. It's, it's, so it's red shoes in capitals, hyphen, still in capitals, pussy muncher, two exclamation marks. <laughs> so the two points are definitely related. Pussy mm. muncher is definitely related to her having red shoes. It's quite. Like it's, it's quite cold. a weird. It's quite a strange thing to to loudly observe a thing and then announce the conclusion you've drawn from it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, hard hat builder. Yeah, speeding car, late for work. <laughs> so she says on the Imagine exterior, the I kept an okay, thank you stance, but inside I was rattled to say the least. Uh, since when had red footwear been a symbol of homosexuality? But more importantly, how did he know? Wow, there you go. That's a thing. When they know, they know. Yeah. All the best. Koji, wash your hands after, please. Florence. That's tricky when they get it right. Because how does Florence react to that? If she is herself a gay woman and an obnoxious man gets it correct. Yeah. Does she say, Oi! Um, well, yeah, but uh, it's none of your but business. There's no need, but there's no need for that. No need for that. Is it that obvious? <laughs> that would be quite a good comeback, actually, to some awful, some awful creep who shouts something like that at you. You go, uh-huh. And what? <laughs> yeah, and then you take out a revolver. And what? <laughs> the dream. Um... She's also got a very funny signature at the bottom of this email she sent, Phil. Mm. It says, but, you know, you pee some, you poo some. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. It's true, you do. You do pee some, you poo some. Yeah. I always sit down when I need to pee because I'm always worried I'm going to poo some. Yeah, I think... If you if you knew someone who said that they they do a poo without a pee, would you ever trust them again? No, no. That's psychopathic to just do a poo with no pee. I think you'd have to try not to, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you'd do some damage to yourself. <laughs> Surely, it'd be like lighting a fire with no smoke. You're like, ugh, how's this happened? Yeah, what a horrid. <laughs> what a what an absolutely horrid um what a horrid concept uh Z zizzy gets in touch <gasps> the italian restaurant yeah, well um at the bottom of her email she says it's pronounced like lizzie by the way pierre's gone down in my estimation since he brought up my nemesis the pizza restaurant zizzy's interesting so it's pronounced zizzy oh actually she says no it wasn't me it was you it was phil who brought up zizzy's She's zizzy. I've done, and I've done it again. I can't help myself. You did it. Your, your instincts are, are always zizzy's uh, based. Um, I'm still very much secure wow. in her estimation. Yes, excellent. Um, so she sent an email um, 
regarding... But how is her uh, name pronounced? Yeah, Zizzy. So Zizzy has sent us an email. Zizzy. And I'm not going to read mm. out the title of the email or why she sent it in, but it's a, it's a good one. Okay. So, uh, she says, hello, peep and poop. Lovely, classic. I've recently come back to your podcast. I, this Oh, we got this. We missed this the first time around. Mm. Oh, this is from quite a while ago. We missed this the first time around. Sorry about that, Zizzy. Um, I've recently come back to your podcast. I'm a lapsed founding farter and previous contributor. Um, ah. After having broken up with my long-term boyfriend. I'm uh, sorry. Sorry to hear that. Or congrats, whichever. Mm-hmm. Um, and your cheery scatological tales, all topped off with a sprinkling of medieval and military history, my fave, have cheered me up <laughs> as I mope around <laughs> like a lost when, puppy. When you say back the remit of our podcast like that, it sounds fucking stupid. It sounds fucking <laughs> insane. I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to that podcast in a million years. <laughs> a bum full of bullets. <laughs> but she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Um... Anyway, so she says, I know a guy who works in a very posh, snooty, tooty boarding school. Ooh. This will be uh, good. And she says, I saw him uh, back at college for a returner's dinner type thing. So there's some kind of uh, university reunion. Mm. And somebody asked him if, as a housemaster, uh, he ever saw the boys trying to get up to any silliness. Mm-hmm. Jolly japes. Uh we all thought it would be the classic sneaking out at night, staying up after lights out, maybe trying to sneak a girl in. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So, so, so much better, she says. Uh, so this guy's quite young for a teacher and very young for a housemaster, so he has quite a good relationship with the boys, and they tell him uh, a lot, and they banter with him quite a bit. But for a whole week, all of the boys seemed really off. A bit shifty, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> he starts to notice groups of boys huddled together, conspiring. Like who suddenly go silent when he approaches. <laughs> oh, or scatter no. like a nest of rats having a torch shone upon them. <laughs> yeah. He's starting to feel quite unnerved. Are they conducting some kind of drug ring? Are they about to descend mm. into all out Lord of the Flies style anarchy? Finally, he has night duty on the Friday evening. Uh, The boys head to bed. He calls lights out and then goes to his office. Now, usually, lights out means the beginning of a long battle to get the students to actually go to bed. But this time, they are unusually, unnervingly quiet. Mm. Until he starts to notice a kind of low rumbling sound coming from somewhere. He sticks his head out of his office and he hears it's coming from downstairs. He checks the dorms. All the boys are missing. Wow. (gasps) Empty beds. He follows the rumbling sound down and down until he gets to the basement. He opens the door to the basement and the sound hits him like a wall of heat when you step off a plane. A whole houses worth of boys shouting and crying out like wild animals oh my gosh he sees that they've formed themselves into a circle and the looks on their faces are like crazed baboons (laughs) then he sees what's in the middle of the circle and what they are all cheering on in the midst of this mass of savage feral teenagers are two first year boys squaring up to each other oh my god they take a step back Well, yeah, well. They take a step back, and one lands a punch clean on the other's face. It's now that the housemaster sees the pure beauty of what's going on. Instead of boxing gloves on their hands, they have whole raw chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Path! Splat. Well, I can honestly say I did not see that coming. I did not see that detail coming. I I fucking I love that. I think everyone involved in it should get a medal. 
you you think you were having a fucking dream if you walk downstairs <laughs> and they're just a bunch of boys watching two boys fight and they've got ch- chickens for hands. You <laughs> in a ba- in a basement and all the beds are empty like a horror film. <laughs> it's also very funny that this must be like the twelfth night they've done this. Yeah, and imagining all the whispers that he interrupted. All the so if you got the chickens, <laughs> you get the chickens for tonight. Yeah. It's your, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's your turn to buy the chickens. I spent all my tuck shop money on chickens last week. Now it's your turn. You have to buy the chickens, or else there won't be a fight tonight. <laughs> well, we can't just not have one. We have to have one. What do you mean? What do you mean? Just wait for next week. We can't go. Oh, sh- she's coming. Make. Hi, make, sir. Make sure you don't buy a chicken that's got any of the onions or whatever already in it, because then we can't put our hands in. Yeah, make sure it doesn't have stuffing, because last week, remember, um, Tim, he put his hand in and it it got covered in stuffing. It's, that's gross. It's not fair they had to wash the stuffing off, so make sure they're unstuffed chickens. Oh, she's coming. Hello, sir. <laughs> Whole raw chickens on your fist. <laughs> I mean, I hope they wash their hands afterwards. That's the thing. If, if, if one of them land, like breaks a skin... Yeah, they're going to get infected there. How how quickly in the dim light of the hot basement do you think you'd notice that the boxing gloves have got little wings? <laughs> <laughs> this is such a great story. This is a, one of my favorite stories, I think. How do you even discipline anyone for that? How do you explain it to the parents without breaking into open admiration and laughter? Yeah, and what specific rule have they broken, really? You'd have to just say they they were out of bed. They were out of bed. All we can try them for is that they were out of bed. <laughs> the rest is unprecedented. We don't have a category for this. <laughs> Frankly, what they were doing qualifies as performance art, and they're all going to get school colours. Strangely enough, they're all getting extra credit for this, but also we have to punish them. <laughs> There's something about the ingenuity of bored teenagers that I love. <laughs> I really, really love it. The idea that they all just thought, well, we, we'll have a fight club, but we don't need gloves. Like, oh, we should use raw chickens. <laughs> you know, when, when, when people say that, <laughs> that single-sex education can be damaging to a young person's development, it's never this that I picture. No, no. I mean, oh my god! I'm just, I'm, I'm bowled over by that. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry we didn't read that out at the time, but I'm also so glad that I get to read it out now. I mean, we we know people who've gone to prestigious all boys boarding schools, and they have a laundry list of resulting emotional and mental traumas. Yeah. But none of them is that they use poultry for gloves. <laughs> to beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> I'm, I'm now, I'm now, I'm, I'm, this might sound unbelievable, Phil. I'm now paranoid that, like, we definitely didn't read that out before, right? Months ago. I feel like we would have remembered this We'd story. fucking remember that, surely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, what a... I mean, I mean, I my school was was mixed, but it did have like a, a boarding house where where you could send your international children to become international. Um, mm-hmm. International school, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, there were some examples of really impressive ingenuity. Setting up a remote webcam as our own personal uh, private security camera. Really? To, yeah, to, to see when the teachers what? were coming. Interesting. Where did you hide it? Uh, they blue tacked it on, above a door jam. That's smart. Yeah, and then one of the really clever Germans, who was like a, was and continues to be a science genius. I think he's on his second PhD. He's like a real <laughs> genius. Huh. Um, they would turn the internet off, and also the internet was heavily censored, as you can imagine. Uh, uh, no one needs help wanking at that age. Um, <laughs> but uh, we were quite near an airport, and he rigged up a kind of makeshift receiver satellite and pointed it at the airport and managed to get access to the lounge wi-fi wow really yeah oh my god 
It's very impressive. Crashed a lot of planes, unfortunately, but at least he got to have a good wank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He got to play League of Legends online, and it was worth all those deaths. <laughs> Man, that's that's amazing. Um, that's like something from Tom Clancy. Yes, yeah. I mean, that guy was um, that guy was fantastic. Yes, he's so it's so interesting. Um, thank you for that, Zizzy, my lord. Um, another. What a great story. I'm trying to think if there's anything equivalent from my boarding school days. You well, your your boarding school days coined the term uh, "his wet." Oh yeah, yeah. Your that's your roommates funny. wet. They left in the shower. But I mean, that's hardly impressive. I'm trying to think of something like <laughs> impressive or like organized, some sort of underground organized movement. I mean, sometimes people would sneak out in the middle of the night from boarding houses to kiss girls. Um, but Pe- people would raid each other's dorm rooms and have like beat each other up with pillows and things like. Yeah, there's a bit of that, but it was always within the same house. You'd sneak into someone else's room. There was a guy at my school who was like, "I bet you I can." Ap- apropos of nothing, was just like, "I bet you I can eat a kilogram bag of sugar." <laughs> Did he? Uh, he tried. That. <laughs> I mean, that's reminded me of um, once when I was challenged by a friend in the dining hall and boarding in the boarding house to just to suck on a tea bag for really long. And so I was like, I can suck on a tea bag for thirty seconds, and so I sucked on a dry tea bag for thirty seconds. Um, and it felt like it was horrible, and it felt like it was going off for ages. Yeah. And I finally stopped, and and he let me go on for like three minutes. <laughs> so I sucked on a tea bag for like three <laughs> minutes. What did you win? Nothing. Just like respect. Pride. But I, didn't, I lost respect because I, I sucked on a teabag longer than I needed to. <laughs> I've heard that about you, Phil. <laughs> you know what they say about Phil? He's, uh, let's just say he sucks on his teabag for a lot longer than he needs to. <laughs> but that's boarding school for you. Yes, it is. Um, so, uh, oh, Rona gets in touch and... Uh, I assume it's a she. She says an unfortunate name to have at the moment. Rona, the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. You must mm. be being blamed for a lot of things that aren't your fault right now, Rona. Yeah. Uh, hi, Phil and Pierre. I'm not sure if you're still doing cool uncool, but I have a cool. I have an uncool cool thing anyway. Great. We're always doing it. Knowing a lot about art house or 20th century cinema. Right, yes, yes, yes. So this is cool as uncool? Or uncool yeah, cool? Uh, yeah. No, uncool cool. Yes, that's right, that's right, that's right. So she says, On the one hand, I can sound very smart and sophisticated because I can talk about Jean-Pierre Melville's representation of the criminal underclass and Ingmar, uh, Ingmar Bergman's representation of female sexuality. On the other hand, I tend to bore people. And... <laughs> The fact I have enough free time to go to the cinema multiple times a week, not currently, of course, says a lot about my social life. Going to the cinema on your own is one of the great uh, untapped joys in life. I've only ever done it, like, twice, maybe? Because it's hard to bring yourself to do, but it's so nice. It's great. Um, She says, I also want to call out Pierre, as he is the reason my dad calls putting sauce on food wetting it. Her dad's picked that up from you now. Yeah, the wet food routine. (laughs) I'll just wet this food. Um, (laughs) That's funny. And it has only served to deepen our divide in terms of the pro-anti-vinegar debate. Ah, you're you're anti-vinegar, Pierre. Yeah, I'm I'm anti-excess liquid on food. Excess being the key word there. I'm not cooking with a lot of vinegar. No. Like, I I throw a bit of vinegar into any sauce I make. And it's great. Yeah, a bit of tang. A bit of tang in there. bit of tang. A bit of Phil um, Tang. She says, Your show at Hen and Chicken was very good, but you've irrevocably harmed my relationship with my father. Love the part. Appreciate the filthy humor, which I was introduced to early, thanks to my name rhyming with Boner. Great. Also, what the, you love to read a, an email that signs off, You've irrevocably damaged my relationship with my father. Yes. <laughs> Yes, good to have a podcast that can do that. Um, and she signs off with, and let me try and get this right. Prodoljayut mastubirovat. Wow, that's pretty rude. She says, it sounds really awkward, but my knowledge of Russian wanking slang is not very extensive. 
Ah, yes, of course. So, prodolžajut, prodolžajut, masturbirovat. Masturbirovat. I'm guessing that's uh, wanking. Yes, and I it guess prodolžajut. Like yeah, prodolžajut. Even people it, which is an invitation to do one of the loveliest things a person can do with themselves. It sounds like a threat. Yes, 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 yes. If a, if a Russian said that to you, you'd immediately start jacking it just to avoid any trouble. <laughs> As a defense mechanism, like an ape. <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, uh, quite a nice email to end on. It's from Mike. Mike, um, give him the mic. Sorry. Hey, it's, it's spelled differently. It counts. It's true. Thank you. Uh, hey, peens. Mm-hmm. Uh, in over a year of episodes, I don't think I've heard you guys argue once. That's nice. Yeah. Feel, mm, have we never argued? Not not on air. No, so, so yeah, he that's says, right. Well, what what says, people is, don't know is that well, the second we stop recording this, I I just go, you make me look like a fool back there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I like about lockdown is that Phil can no longer backhand me with a velvet glove. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I've I've been able to challenge Pierre to far fewer duels than I used to. Yes, and and uh, you can't have a socially distanced duel because when you walk ten paces, you're having to start two meters apart. It it fucks up the whole timing. Well, you can just start two meters apart and walk five paces. Well, the, I mean, what's the point of traditions? You know. That's right. That's right. So he says, uh, "Is there a topic you two ever get heated over? And if so, what is it? Yours, jackingly, Mike." Um. Yes. Uh, cats and dogs. I've called. I've called Pierre bigot for his opinion on cats. Yes. Um, I think Pierre has a bigoted opinion about cats. He's very. <laughs> he's an anti-cat bigot. <laughs> I think it's cats and dogs. Um, and well, to be fair, on the podcast we did make that bet about mouth noises. Mouth noises. That's right. But that wasn't. That that was like a. That was like a friendly bet. That was like fucking um, Phileas Fogg, fair lady. Yeah, <laughs> my dear sir, I dare wager that within a, a week you shall be uh, going sloppity slop with your mouth again. <laughs> well, yeah. I'd gladly take that bet, my good. You know that's what we yeah. were doing. You're so we were, civil. We were in the lounge of our club. Yeah, and uh, I, I shan't burp for eighty days. We um, do. We do argue about. We sometimes argue about politics a bit, although we're essentially aligned. Yes, it's it's only ever it's only ever kind of semantics or or like sub sub categories of basically the thr- the same argument agreeing. That's right. That's right. Um, we we have, yeah. That's kind of it, really. The only other times we've disagreed is we have um different. Uh, uh, tastes and what we find attractive in in people. Mm-hmm. But not but that hardly, different. It's hardly enough to fight over. <laughs> yeah. I'm never speaking to you again. <laughs> the way you talked about ankles, Philip, I'm never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not really. It's not arguing, is it? But then I don't know. Maybe maybe if you and I were fiery Italians, we'd argue all the time. But we're both from quite reserved backgrounds that's true maybe that's that's the secret the secret to a healthy relationship is to come from a repressed cultural background (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. yes yes and to just sort of not to that would be a very funny thing to say to someone the secret to a good relationship and like look left and right like oh don't argue <laughs> and then look at them for a reaction. Give it a go. <laughs> the secret to a good relationship is to get on. Just to get along. Yeah. You're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well that was a great that was a good part. We got through a lot of correspondence there for we us got at through least. Some correspondence. Always always a pleasure to hear from you. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Um and uh, 
do um, spread the word. Keep spreading the word. If you if you enjoy the podcast, we love hearing about. I I particularly get a huge kick when I hear about someone who they email in or or like a friend of a friend turns out to be a listener. Anything like that is great. I love that. It fills my my belly with warm cockles. <laughs> Uh, that'll give you uh, indigestion. Yes, it will. You should never eat warm cockles. <laughs> the cockles need to have been frozen at a low enough yeah. level to kill all the parasites. Or, it's true. Or piping hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not tepid cockles. Ugh, um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 